Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glover's Cast. We are here today to talk about two things that we've not talked about in quite some time. Uh, a win, our first since January. Two goals in a match, our first since November, not including the Somerset Premier Cup. Uh, and here to talk about it is Mr. Ben Barrett. Good evening. And a man who braved the P&O picket line, Mr. <laughs> Ed Turnbull, found his way to Dover. Welcome to the podcast, Ed. Thank you very much. An honour to be on it. I feel slightly inadequate amongst two former Glover's Cast quiz champions. <laughs> I feel like I am not I am not worthy this evening, is what I feel like. But you never won. <laughs> no, I've never won. I failed three times. Thanks for reminding me. Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> Not even well, close either. Not this, close. this this was going to be quite a positive podcast, Ben. I know we've got off on the wrong foot, <laughs> haven't we? We have. Um, I have I have a question for you, Ian. Um, okay. Ed, we're going to come to you in a minute. But my question to yeah. you, Ian, is oh, the old the old adage goes that if a tree falls in the woods and nobody is there to hear it, does it make a sound? If Yeovil do actually score a couple of goals and no Glovers casters are there to see it, did it actually go in? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I not don't sure. know. I mean, there's, it's a good there's, job we've got Ed here to yeah. clarify whether or not those are real events or just pure witchcraft. 
I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I don't think I was dreaming. I, I had to pitch myself <laughs> a few times when the second goal went, and then Gorman actually scored a free kick. But I think it did happen. You think yeah. it happened? Well, that's good enough. I, th- I, 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 I think yeah. we take that. To be honest with you, I think we take that. <laughs> How was your afternoon at Crabble? Not it the was... Crabble. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was very pleasant. Um, lovely sunny weather. Um, and yeah. Uh, a nice, fairly controlled win. You know, you can only beat what's in front of you. It wasn't the most, you know, bouncing of atmospheres and kind of, yeah, felt a bit kind of subdued and quiet, but, you know, we won. And given the run of form we've been on, you've definitely got to take that. <laughs> definitely. I think listening to um, Pete on the last podcast uh, talk about times at Dover and how difficult. It's been as a Dover supporter. I mean, I can't imagine there was um, a particularly buzzing home turnout with, you know, relegation sort of a matter of time. Um, Obviously, the win for us has has put Dover down, but it sounded like they put up a bit of a fight, certainly at the start of the second half. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, I I mean, I did feel like we were in control, but there also wasn't too much in the game apart from, yeah, two quality finishes um from set pieces really it was a very scrappy game in general but you know when you go a goal up in the 18th minute or whatever it was you kind of you don't mind that so much um yeah and no, it felt fairly in control but no Dover definitely you know gave a decent account of themselves did the second goal come at a good time did it feel like they yeah. came out in the second half and had a bit of a go and we kind of needed to shut yeah. up shop and finish the game off a little bit yeah, definitely. They did, they did definitely. Cut. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, neither team was that good in the first half, I don't think. But yeah, Dover were a bit. They definitely came out with more going on in the second half. Um, and yeah, I, I think it kind of just it felt a lot. It never really felt in doubt um, after the second goal for sure. Um, yeah, it kind of thwarted them. Something that we've not been able to really do a little bit, and regardless of teams that we're up against, and regardless of what is actually is in front of us is I think back to the maidenhead draw um, where we kind of went up and then we couldn't put them to bed and Notts County where we went one up and then couldn't put them to bed and we suffered on both occasions and I know it's only Dover and I'm not we're not going to sit here and get too excited about our win over Dover but did we show attributes that had been missing recently yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we we definitely we 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 defended our box. Well. I think that you know that's what did the so amazingly for us on our run back in the autumn. You know, we we just were bombarded with crosses against Wrexham and Bromley to name a couple, and we just you know got in the way of everything. And yeah, there was a, there was a similar feel to that. Dover, had, you know, a couple of kind of tricky players that would be you know passing it around down the side, and you know got to the byline once or twice, but. You know, we just defended our box well. Um, so I think that was definitely something that I hope we can continue. Um, that yeah. was no, that was definitely, I mean, I missed the Dagenham game, but it sounded like that was a real low. And, you know, let's say with a week, a full week of training and recovery, we, we, you know, we did seem really well up for it. It was quite a different looking side, really, in the, in the, the shape of how we've, we've been recently, certainly. Josh Staunton back in defence in absence of um, Luke Wilkinson, Ada Yusuf returning to the uh, front line and a goalkeeper who played a couple of times for us in 2019-2020 season, 
in uh, Ted Can. How, how did Ted do in? in yeah, I, I was I was really impressed with him. Um, yeah, it was one of my five conclusions. Just he his, his distribution was the thing that um, kind of stood out the most because he didn't really have many saves to make. Um, our kind of defenders did very good at stopping that. But um, yeah, we were I was right behind a goal in the first half, and you could see all his goal kicks. He'd, he'd spot where Adi Yusuf was, and it would just ping it straight to him. And yeah, in particular, there was one where Dover had kind of hoofed the ball clear and uh, it was kind of a bouncing ball and he came out of his box and you know, you're thinking, oh no, he's going to try control this first time when normally you just, I think a normal keeper would just let it bounce and catch in his box. But he, he took it first time and you're thinking, God, if, if this touch is wrong, it can you know, easily go to an oncoming Dover attacker and they'll love us and score. But no, he, he took it down brilliantly first time, pinged it out to Knowles in the right-hand corner, he got to the byline and I think it went for a corner and yeah. Really impressive. Seemed quite composed um, in general, and you know, kind of quite talkative with the defence, which I think is good when you've got a young keeper, especially that's new to the team. Um, so yeah, there, there was one one hairy moment where um, he got beaten to the ball out of his area, and uh, luckily the offside flag went up. Um, but yeah, ignoring that, um, yeah, I was impressed. It was a strange. It was a strange feeling when I saw the lineup, more so when I saw the bench. Olamola on the bench, Neufeld yeah. on the bench, and then Lawson Diaz on the bench, three players that I think we all kind of wanted to see on the pitch at, at various stages. What did you think when two o'clock came and the team was listed? Did you kind of go, oh, geez, like I yeah, did? I mean, I mean, I think the, the first one that stood out was, was Yusuf rather than Olamola. I thought, you know, especially when we're going to a place and we want to score goals, you know, I think it was a good kind of game for for fella um so yeah that that was that was certainly a bit of a surprise and yeah i, I know what you mean again i thought the would play against you know that we'd struggle to break down the the lower teams um and i thought the you know could, could be the key but not so i think the managers maybe got an eye on tuesday um, yeah i suppose so and thinking about bromley he's probably gonna play a what we'd probably call a stronger lineup and I imagine Fella would be a part of that I imagine Diath would be a part of that and possibly Josh I don't know if it feels too soon for Josh Neufeld but that's something we've not yet talked about on a Glover's cast as it was announced on Friday evening the return of Josh Neufeld that's an exciting signing I I mean we talked a few months ago didn't we Ben and about who we'd have if we could have a player in, and I, mm-hmm. I did say Mr. Neufeld, but that was you know months ago when he was not fit, so it was quite a surprise for him to yeah. pop in for the end of the season, but a good surprise. Oh, great surprise! Absolutely fantastic surprise. I think we all appreciated what he did for us in the behind closed door season. Was fantastic in amongst a you know a string of loanees that we seem to get. I think it, I think it shows two things. I think it shows. Huge trust in us from from a couple of legends at, at Luton in in Nathan and, and Chris Cohen, um, as as name checked by Darren Sarland when he when he was talking about him. Um, but also, I think it shows real it shows a real quality in Darren Sarland actually in the way that he's stuck by a couple of players, and and it, it also refers to Lawson Diaz in the same way of you know when when the time's right and the the opportunity's there we we need you we want you we are keeping you on side Lawson Diaz could have been tossed aside you're not under contract mate I'm really sorry but actually no we're gonna rehab you we're gonna give you some accommodation we might not be able to pay you you might have to work uh, work in the in the press box for a, a few months 
But again, Josh Neufeld, look, when the time's right and the opportunity's there, there's always a place for you here. Even Josh Thornton, for that matter, who spent a whole season in the sidelines, could have been easily replaced. But actually, no, when the time's right, you're still going to be a linchpin in, in this squad. And I think it showed a good a good characteristic of, of Darren Saal in so much as he gets players that he knows he wants and knows will work with him and well with him. And when it clicks like it does with Neufeld, with Diath, et cetera, et cetera, you get the best out of these players. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that out of Lawson Diath. And who knows if he does get to a point by the end of the season where he is 100% fit and flying and playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. One of the best players in the division. And Josh Neufel probably isn't a million miles away himself from being at that level as well. So long as he can get himself fit and firing, what an asset to have. And as Aaron Sal said, a chance to, to just give... Wakefield, Knowles, a couple of others, just yeah. a breather every now and again, because they are they are putting the work in, they are putting the minutes in and putting the legs through the ringer. So to have an exciting player like that to come off, off the bench after 75 minutes, how did he look, Ed? Was he uh, was there any rust in there or did he kind of just get going? Um, and- I, mean, it, 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 I don't think he had too many opportunities. There was definitely a lot of kind of excitement and expectation in the crowd that he could do something, which was, was great. Um yeah, I think he had, but yeah, maybe you could say it was rusty. He had a, I can think of one to kind of, where he went on a bit of a dribble towards a box and you're thinking, God, this is, this is great to actually see in the flesh, but that, he kind of lost the ball after going past maybe the first one or two players. But no, I, I think it's, it's great to have him playing in front of fans because he is a real, mm. you know, fan exciter and it's a real shame that maybe, yeah, bar, bar maybe one game he won't have played in front of the Oval fans before. So, yeah, so he did play. It was in the second from last. Yeah, well, well, actually, I, I, I happened to see his Yeovil debut was away at Bromley, um, in the game before Christmas, where I had to pretend uh, I was a Bromley fan uh, to be there. <laughs> so now I, I was saying to Dave, I'm, I must be. There weren't many at Dover, either, so I must be the only Yeovil fan who's seen both of Nerfield's uh, Yeovil debuts. That's, <laughs> I'm. I'm hoping to claim that as my claim to fame. Yeah, you can have that probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So he did, we saw him at Hewish Park and he, he came off, I think. Um, and then it was away at Altringham, wasn't it? The game yeah, after, I think, that he mm. broke his leg. So I think that's another thing that's going to be quite nice for supporters to actually see him yeah. in the flesh and, yeah. and almost say cheers for yeah. all those moments last year mm. that we didn't get to... Yeah. <laughs> I, I have also seen him. I can't really think what games. I think maybe Solid had away this year was one, perhaps, where I, I've seen him at at the game. You know, he was the there. He so was, I did always yeah, think he was there. I was know. I was at Solihull and he was there with. I want to say Gabby Osho. I think they were both there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they were not in their Luton squad at that time, or whatever it may be. But yeah. he was definitely at that game, sort of with the not necessarily with the team but as a, maybe a guest of the team or certainly on a comp ticket i don't think he paid his way in put it that way yeah yeah so no it's great that you know his players kept the link and yeah that was always encouraging that maybe he'd come back here we go and i think i think just another thing it also does is it shuts up that dion Pereira question mark where <laughs> he kind of went back and there was question marks of oh they're not gonna trust us with their players again they are they're going to give us one of their crown jewels of their under 23s who's on the verge of their first team and that's that's some serious trust that is. So, yeah, I think that rules that out, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, I think the one one thing we do definitely need to talk about is the fact that Del Gorman has scored a free kick as well. Um, Indeed, Marcus yeah, was... managed to get his 
it's tequila line in the middle. Tequila line in on Somerset. So well done, Marcus. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, what I like, uh, there is a there is a clip on on social. Oh God, I have to find it because I can't remember the name. Um, but the clip is, and you'll have to excuse my French here. There is like, put it in the top effing corner, will you? And then he does. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a yeah. nice little point no, I mean, there. The fans of... I, I was with, we were saying, God, I, I, was, I hope, hope Barnett takes it because, you know, Gorman is, seemed too close to, to have one of his ones where he just smashes it. It seemed like you needed kind of more curl, but I don't know how he it just, you know, maybe it just wasn't that tall a wall, but yeah, it was amazing the way he got it over the wall and just flew into the top corner. I'm just, um, I've, just, I've just re-looked at it again. It's uh, Jacob Westlake who uh, tweeted it at Jacob Harry underscore 17. It actually kind of goes round the wall. It does it, yeah. It kind of the, the wall does jump. Mm. Yeah, I remember thinking just before, the keeper's positioning is very, you know, far to the keeper's side. So I think he's definitely the, the left footer. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. I thought Barnett, it was, yeah, Barnett was who I wanted to take it. But, you know, Gorman proved us wrong, it. as he said. Gorman talked about it, didn't he, in his post-match yeah. interview where he said how oh, they were all sort of gathered around thinking about who was yeah. going to do it. And then he said... He sort yeah, of... yeah, he acknowledged that he's uh, had about 20 that have been, been pretty used to. So. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the... Were you at the Boreham Wood game, the one that... I did, yeah. Through yeah. the keeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one was a bit more spectacular, I suppose. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um. Yeah, so two goals as well. Uh, we haven't seen that since Wrexham in November. Um, well, we did we did it against Woking in the FA Trophy. I thought I just point out. Oh, uh, okay, December, yeah. But yeah, in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the league then. In the league, two goals. Um, if we don't count the Somerset Premier Cup, we can't yeah. count the FA Trophy because some of the cuts far more important than I'm going to say we're still in that one that definitely can count over the FA Trophy <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and I, I guess the notable thing is we scored two goals from set pieces um, mm. so how were we sort of what was our attack and play like going forward again was it a case of very much still a work in progress in yeah, March I think so I mean that was the usual promise from Knowles and Noel's in particular and also Wakefield as usual. You know, Noel's getting to the byline a few times, but yeah, then just not really carving out the clear-cut opportunity from that. As one I couldn't see at the because it was at the other end in the first half. But yeah, Noel's did brilliantly to get a ball that went somewhere across the penalty box and Wakefield was free at the back post, but it either went, I think it went in front of him, maybe behind him. Um yeah, and it was it was a it was a similar kind of thing like that. Lots of kind of, you know build up but then no not too many um shots off in the penalty area kind of thing we, we had we had another good chance um late on actually when we we're countering and countering and uh reed played in olamola this is literally the last action of the game and he he kind of cut in and you know had a decent chance to shoot from the edge of the box and it just went wide and that's the kind of chance you feel we need to be taking um you know that's the kind of chance he's been signed to to score uh, as a pre-run finisher and yeah on another day that might have cost us two points um but yeah that you know there's a, there's a bit of promise we've got good attacking players that can do stuff it's just carving out those chances that final third isn't it it's been the problem all season we sort of reach the the edge of the penalty box and we 
just stop or can't yeah. seem to find our way through. So, yeah, start needs to needs get to the point where we score three in the game now. <laughs> Crikey, we did that. Was that Stockport? Well, if we if we <laughs> Woking, Woking yeah. in the eight town, the eight yeah. town, of course, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Stockport in the league. Well, do we think the three will come against Bromley? Well, now Bromley <laughs> are in no form at all. Yeah, drawn one, lost one. We're on a run. <laughs> that's we are, two, we that's are, just we two are, games. Shush. <laughs> we we're flying. I can um, I can give you a bit more of a detailed thing with Bromley in that they're twenty first in the form table, and they've drawn, lost, drawn, drawn, lost, and lost. Where are we in that form table though? We are seventeenth oh, now. God. Can we not? What, what's with the? We're flying, is what we are. We're flying. We're yeah. flying. I've booked the uh, playoff final week off work, so good news. We so do Brom- have a good record against Bromley. We do. Um, You're absolutely. They right. hate us, don't they? Yeah, yeah. No, I I was at the uh, the away game earlier, and yeah, there was a real bit of vice to that game. Um, that man, yeah, the manager throwing a hissy fit when we scored the second goal as well. Um, so yeah, I think oh, yeah. Always, I'm looking forward to a game with a bit of bit of niggle to it. I think you know, especially after a fairly quiet game at Dover. Good fun if there's a bit more atmosphere in Jewish Park. There can't can't be less than uh, the last couple of games. That's for sure. I'm just looking back through the history. Yeah. The last three have ended two one. Hmm. Yeah, I mean because we did lose them at home last season, didn't we? we when did, Reed didn't we? scored that 96th minute. Header into the oh, top yeah. corner of his own goal. Yeah, it was a brilliant header, wasn't it? Oh, what? You're right, Ben. I've, I completely forgot all about that. I thought I'd left that from my brain. I'm very sorry for <laughs> the most it back ridiculous up. thing in the world. Yeah. They do have Michael Cheek as well, don't they? Who yes. always scores against us. Yeah. Just always. And forever scores against us. In fact, yeah, he just I'm just checking the stats now. He scored in each of the last three against us in the yeah. league. <laughs> yeah. So got to keep him quiet. But we've kept better strikers than him quiet this season in better teams. So I'm not necessarily yeah. thinking we need to be overly concerned about that. Um, but I think it's. Uh, I think Bromley will probably be looking at this game as one they really need to win. I know there's a long way, you know, there's still a long way to go in the season, but they're uh, they're going to want to keep in touch with Grimsby just outside the playoffs, aren't they? Um, I think, you know, Dagenham just behind them, and there was chatter again amongst Dagenham supporters that that might be it for their playoff run, but still, still there, aren't they? I mean, we're still there, so I tell you what, <laughs> Bromley have got a really kind run. Coming up after us, Wealdstone, Kings Lynn, Dagenham, Eastley, Maidenhead. Before they have to play anyone half decent back end I mean, of April. I'm, I don't want to say this, Ben, but I think we are probably a part of their kind run rather than <laughs> after, uh, possibly, after us. Possibly. They have got a squeeze in an FA Trophy semi final in there as well against York um, or quarter final. Not sure what stage they're at. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll probably sit there and think about this run and think, well, the next four or five games will define their season. And if they can be just inside the playoffs or, or just tiny bit outside them, they've got a real chance. But a couple of uh, slip-ups over the next few games, and I think they'll um, 
they'll go the way to Dagenham and, and start ruling themselves out. It does look like seven from from ten still, and the bottom two of those are Bromley and Dagenham, who are probably on the verge of ruling themselves out as well. So mm. it's looking more and more like seven from eight. I mean, Bromley so, do have games in hand, though. To be fair, so I feel like they'll the, rate their chances as yeah, they, than the likes of Grimsby. Yeah, they do have games in hand, but if they're in the trophy semi-finals or in the yeah. latter stages of the trophy, that's a lot of it's a lot of games still to get in between now and the end of the season. They've got some teams have played thirty-four in our division. Crikey, we're only on have, thirty-one. Have they used less players than us? Most teams have. So <laughs> um... <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit. I mean, we 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 talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, we talked had, about yeah, and uh, I mean we we took out Jordan Dyer from our stats just because he came on for there two are, minutes yeah, at the end yeah. of a game. I get yeah. Just to clarify for anyone who hasn't heard, Darren Sahl said we've used the fewest players in the division this season, which as an individual out of context stat is just a complete fabrication. We're not even close. <laughs> not even close. Table in yeah, home. we've used 30, 31, I think it is. Um, 30 and Max Evans. No, we've used 30 oh. when there's two that have a, that have been in squads that haven't played yet. Max Evans and Ollie Haste. Was, wasn't that, was that before the weekend though? We've got to add Nerfell and oh. to that now. Crikey, we have used a lot of players. Um, but what I was discussing in uh, at one point quite heated chat in the uh, Glover's Cast WhatsApp group is that you can take quite a lot of those players out. You can take out Headley, yeah. Jaheim Headley. You can take out um, the other goalie who was useless, Barnes. Um, you can take out, at the moment, you can still take out Can and Neufeld. But, because but, but I don't think you can take out Barnes because he played in an FA Cup third round and the Torquay game. Well, the stat, the stat only applies to the league. So you can take out at least one of them. But you well, can... we, we might have beat Bournemouth if Dylan Barnes not played. <laughs> it's absolutely right. You should have had Ted Canning gone or Max Evans. Um, but yeah, so there are players you can take out of there. Dion Pereira played about 20 minutes and disappeared off the face of the planet. Well, disappeared to Bradford. Um, Dyer, Seymour. <laughs> he Seymour, played 45 minutes. 45 minutes. I watched, I watched Dion Pereira's 45 minutes. It was quite a good 45 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. But... Yeah, then disappeared. Um, who else can we take out? Oh, what's his name? Dyer. Dyer, Seymour. No, Seymour played, Seymour a, played, a, Seymour played a few games. Okay, we can keep Seymour in then. Um, Mitch Rose, can we take him out? Yeah. I think we should, but he also started... He, did he start two games? Came on against Boreham Wood. He came on. He <laughs> started against Maidenhead at home. Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah, rubbish. No, no, no. Yeah, then he came on against Notts County. So he made three appearances. There are players you can take out, but as an actual individual <laughs> stat, it's just yeah, it's it's incorrect. Boreham Boreham Wood are becoming very quickly the the story of the season. Mm. They have played. Literally nobody. They have the youngest squad in the division, or the second youngest or third youngest. They have the smallest squad in the division, and they're absolutely flying. They're absolutely yeah. flying. So, well, they've got a carpet, a pitch, but they've got no fans. Well, that's because they get their money from Arsenal Reserves and Arsenal Ladies and everyone else playing there, don't they? Mm. I, I think they are winless in four at the moment. I think maybe they're kind of, because they had that FA Cup run as well against Everton. I'm wondering yeah. if it is all catching up with them a bit. Um, but yeah, hell of a season for them. Should have played with a few more players like us. 
So yeah, interesting. But I think right. I think Tuesday is going to be okay. What kind of attendance do you think we're going to get Tuesday? That's a question I wanted to ask. Mm. Strange game, decent opposition, back of a win. Tuesday night though, are we up I against? Reckon, there's no, there's no be. football on at all. The only live game anywhere is Wrexham uh, Halifax from our same division. We're not up against the Champions League. What I are we will, thinking? I will be surprised if it's more than two, but I think it probably will. I, I think it probably will be. Numbers wise, it'll be given as more than two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just a strange little anomaly, isn't it, that we are completely footballless in the real world. Sometimes it is mentioned how, oh, we were up against the Champions League. Oh, we were up against the England game. Oh, we were up against something else, something else, something else. But it just feels like a big week, especially with back-to-back home games as well. And next Saturday is that uh, non-league day of which we are yeah. home again. Um, so as of time of recording, nothing particularly special has been announced for non-league day, but we are at home on non-league day and we are a non-league club. So hoping we've got something in the pipeline. Problem we've got is so that's a long list. You're about to go through here, mate. We've been going half an hour with with getting people in. Is our last two game week at home (laughs) was horrific. Um, So yeah, I mean maybe Tuesday could be a bit of a springboard into South End, but I mean going from Bromley to South End isn't going to be particularly easy but we we can talk about south end later on yeah, <laughs> on the next episode it is a stranger isn't it we we've talked about the home form a number of times in isolation still just the 12 home goals and things like that so that's that's what i hope and actually actually Ed, let's 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 ask you here with the season the season is 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 over sorry to anyone who is still hanging on to those playoff hopes the season is, premier cup apart from the somerset premier yeah. cup what do you want to see from us for the rest of this season, especially with regards to home games. What do you want to see Oval Town look like? I think like I just want to see some goals scored, first of all. Um, there's some ridiculous stat about how many goals he scored since the start of the season. That's, um, you know, not... Well, certainly the start of the year at home, it's not very good at all. So, I think that, yeah, just something to excite the fans and, you know, the, cl- the club need to do something. Otherwise, they're not going to get many season tickets for um, next season if it stays similar. Um so I think that's that's amazing. Just some excitement, some good performances. Um, yeah, I mean, I, just something that makes the crowd a better atmosphere. Because I think I think the last few home games I've been at have probably been the the deadest atmosphere I've known for league games since I've been a Yeovil fan. So, um, yeah, you need to change that really because otherwise, it, you just I think it's very easy to question why you're spending your time and money going to Ewes Park if there's no excitement to watch. But you know, we, we've got plenty of home games against good teams, get some good wins and could all be a different picture. Ian, would you concur as someone who will be going to, well, presumably going to a few of these home games over the, the coming few weeks? What, what what do you want to have Hewish Park on show as? Goals. 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 It's so um, simple, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it would be in a perfect world will score inside the first couple of minutes, which will give everyone a nice lift. And then 
it'll be quite vocal and quite noisy. But, you know, the last, certainly the last game I was at, which was the Dagenham one, was we conceded so early that just any hope was gone, really. So, yeah, I think um, if we can cut out the mistakes that had crept in, uh, which it seems like we may have done a decent job of that at the weekend. Um, yeah, just keep a clean sheet. And that, that's what our game plan's been all season, really, is try and keep a clean sheet and then see if we can nick one. But it would be nice to, you know, it'd be nice to see a Knowles and Wakefield and Northfield all get on the pitch and see how that works and how they help each other out. I think that the biggest thing with the signing of Neufer is going to be the freedom, uh, not the freedom, sorry, the the ability to let Wakefield and Knowles have a breather every now and then yeah. because we have lent on them so much this season. They have been so important to us trying to do anything going forward and you can tell how leggy they are as of late. They, they look totally knackered. Yeah, I mean, especially with Charlie Wakeford when he's been injury prone his entire career. I mean, it's incredible, I feel, like the, the shift he's put in and he runs, you know, chasing down off the ball, done it all season. And yeah, I mean, Noah's had a breather or two when he had concussions. I mean, Wakefield barely has a tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the other thing that we've got to remember about Wakefield is he came in as a right midfielder, hasn't he? And yeah. now he's been playing yeah. up front and the added pressure of, you know, there was the chance at Rex in which he missed. There was a big chance against Solihull when he was clean through on goal, which he missed. And it's not only the sort of the the pressure of having to play all that game and all those games and the fatigue that that is, but also like the responsibility of him sort of leading the line and not really having experience of doing that. And he's, you know, he scored He's got a decent return, hasn't he? He scored a few goals this season in, in good games and big games. But those moments where it's like, you know, our season could have been quite different had we scored that one before halftime against Wrexham and scored that one before halftime against Solihull. Um, you know, that's six extra points. Um, that could have been big in the context of where we were at the time. So... Yeah, I think that it's going to be nice to be able to see a little bit of different combinations up front because we have seen a lot of the same. So Neufer will be good. And I think it feels like we're going to see a little bit more Lawson Diath now as well, I think. Um, certainly in this, certainly on Tuesday, I'd hope he'd be on the pitch. I want to uh, put that put Charlie Wakefield's numbers into a little bit of context, actually. And I'm just, I've just got the stats up now. He's made 33 league appearances for us this season, just in the league. You can add together his 11 for Bromley, his 11 for Wilson, his 1 for Coventry, his 8 for Coventry the season before, and that doesn't make 33. <laughs> He's yeah. played more for us this season than he has in his entire first team career combined. He obviously, you add in the under 23 games that he played for Chelsea, QPR, Coventry and others in, in there as well. And it does in total. Again, I'm only going off flash course here, but he's played 80 career games. If you include all the, the under 23s, that is are the games that are listed on here. 33 of them have come for us in our first team this season. Chuck on the cup runs on top. And he's, and he's absolutely flying in terms of appearances for us. And 
for someone who's never had to do that before and has had pretty serious injuries, you know, a collapse lung is nothing to muck about with. So uh, yeah, that's some effort, isn't it? And I think he'll be one that maybe I'm, I'm not sure he'll miss out against Bromley against the former club, if I'm honest with you, but I think we might, we might take him out the firing line once or twice elsewhere. And I think that would probably be a good thing. One question I was going to sort of ask on that was where's Sonny Blue? Didn't make the squad was yeah. there. I saw him on the I saw him on the socials. He was there, but he didn't make the sixteen. What's he got to do to get a little bit more game time in amongst this front line? Well, he had been ill, hadn't he? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know if that's still playing a part, but yeah, no, I, I've been wondering exactly the same because especially when we're you know lacking some attacking creativity, as it were, um, he could definitely be one of the answers for that. Um, you know, maybe there's a bit that with Lawson Diaz coming back into it that it's felt as though he's just a more experienced, creative midfielder. And yeah, you know, Sonny's been sided out a bit through that. I so, don't know if we've got if we can get these stands, stats, stats to hand or not, but it'd be interesting to know how many minutes Sonny's played since the Weymouth yeah. game. Yeah, when he because... did that mistake. Yeah, I feel like he's not. I feel like I've not seen a lot of him since then. Um, and he was one of the players who was starting a lot of games and was getting a lot of minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was funny, wasn't it? Because we were, we were, you know, saying we can't score any goals, and then we start against Wrexham at first half with the front three of Knowles, Wakefield, and Sutton, and we were all thinking maybe this is the way because it was exciting and yeah, chances created, and then just never happened. <laughs> Ben looks I, like he's doing maths. I am doing maths. Maths hurts my head. Um, <laughs> I make it exactly 100. Okay. But never more than 34 minutes he got against Wealdstone in that 2-1 defeat. So, so that, yeah, Weymouth was his last start. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on the bench unused against Maidenhead, on the bench unused against Notts County, didn't make the squad for Dagenham, didn't make the squad for Dover, but played bit parts against Grimsby, Chesterfield, Eastleigh and Wealdstone. On the bench, didn't get used in the nil-nil home draw with Solly Hall as well. I, we've, we've said a few times, haven't we, that Sonny Bluelow Everton benefits from this loan spell more than we do. He's going to come on so much for this loan spell and he'll go on to play a much higher level than us and much higher level in the National League and look brilliant for it. I'm convinced of it. There's a heck of a young player there. Just wonder if he's a little bit too small, a little bit too weedy, needs to bulk out a bit, be a bit stronger. When you're up against some minging defenders in this league, and we're going to, we're going to come up against a couple on Tuesday, actually, who are going to spend that most of their evening booting Olamola up in the air. Um, it might not be the easiest in the world. So I kind of feel for him a little bit. I just really wanted to see a lot of him because I was really excited by his, uh, by his signing. Yeah, that's a good point. Just mentioning defenders we're going to come up against, but having Sir there is, I think, another thing that adds a little bit of niggle to the, to and, the Bromley game. And his mate next to him. Oh, what, well, Webster. Byron Webster. Yeah, of course. Um, so when he didn't play on uh, Saturday, I was having a look. All right. He didn't play. I'm not sure whether he's not played for a while, actually. He probably won't play against us, will he? Because he always... He likes yeah. a wreck against us, doesn't he? He liked a wreck for us, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he he um, gave the ball away for Knowles' goal against us earlier in the season. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's not played each of the last two in their defeat to Halifax or their draw against Bromley, uh, against Wrexham. Maybe he's resting himself to prove yeah. all the, his jovial doubters are wrong. 
had been pretty much never present prior to that. So one can only presume it's an injury or some horrendous bit of form he showed against Torquay and Weymouth or, or whatever it may be. But yeah, Byron Webster will play, certainly, after being pretty much an ever-present. And that man, Michael Cheek. What's, 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 what's Bromley's thought then? They've got this Yeovil side who've picked up a win, suddenly feel like they're on top of the world. New lad, Josh Neufel's coming in and the world's expected of him. Is it their job to just come in and be nasty and horrible and slow it down and break it up and not give us an inch? What's, what's their thought process? Is they're in a bad piece of form? Do they just turn up and decide not to get beat? I, I think they see this as a game they need to win and they, you know, get get their form back on track. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a direct team, aren't they? So I definitely think they'll be feeling they can, you know, out-physical out, out us, as it were. I think they'll try and do a... It, I don't know if they will have watched the game against Dagenham, but I feel like they will, if they start quickly, put us under pressure and score an early goal, then they're going to think they've given themselves a good chance. So we need to try and avoid that. I think it's it's interesting looking back. Now we know that Grant Smith has had a problem which has impacted his distribution. That Dagenham game now makes a whole load of sense because we were playing it out short, playing really short goal kicks and not going long and then getting caught that way. And then obviously the, the second goal where he doesn't clear... Uh, McCallum and gives the ball away um, you know it, it makes a lot of sense now why we were doing that and why we persisted with taking short kicks when we were continuously getting caught so um, I guess having Ted Cannon is going to prevent that from happening which will be good but yeah we need to not let Bromley really start fast and and get an early goal because you need to have, we need to have Hewish part with us mm. rather yeah. than on our back because we're down a goal after five minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, the first goal is, well, of course, it's always massive, isn't it? But especially for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the young side. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the stats don't lie, do they? Was it two points and we've conceded the first goal is all we've got all season. Um, so yeah, we need to get back to our fast starts because think about it, that's a big difference between our good run before Christmas and our bad run afterwards. Yeah. Bromley's away form is naff this season. It's almost certainly the difference between being in the playoffs and not being in the playoffs for them. 15 games, 5-5 five, five and 5. They've scored less than we have on the road this season, which must be tough to do. Um, <laughs> but they've also conceded more on the road than we have this season. So. Wow. We are still, we're still a top six side away from home, by the way. Our form is still top really? six this season, which is utterly bonkers. Um, yeah, Our home form has to be bottom six. I'll do, do you better than that. It's bottom five. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that's the thing. Their, their home form is, is outrageous. They're a top, top seven side at home. One yeah. ten out of 16 on home soil, but only one five away from home. So two sides who very much prefer being on away from uh, very much prefer Yeovil prefer being away but are at home Bromley prefer being at home but are away yeah so I it feels like we've got a we've got a chance in this one it's a yeah, still I mean, a free hit for we, us we've got a lot of um big teams still to come at home we've got Stockport mm. and uh Boreham Woods haven't we and 
yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If we say we're better against the stronger teams sometimes, may, you know, maybe maybe that's something to look for encouragement in. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, didn't quite work against Dagger and Grimsby, but... True, true. It will this time. It will this time, believe. Can you can you feel the straws being clutched, Clovis Cast listeners? Can you can you hear them being squished between our between our fists of desperation? Um, Should we take would... some questions? I'm oh, sorry, Ben. I... No, I'm no. It's it's you're absolutely right. Take the questions. I was just going to say it would be really nice, wouldn't it, for these two home games to get a couple to get these two wins because we can do. We've shown we can do it away from home. <laughs> It would really? change the feeling of going to watch the Oval at Hewish Park immeasurably. Yeah. If we, even yeah. if we won, if we, if we win on Tuesday, you know, it'll give people a reason to have a bit more optimism and yeah. maybe make uh, Saturday more of an event than it might necessarily be. So, yeah. And then you go into that big Easter weekend, you've got a home game and then away at Weymouth with a bit of a spring in the step, you, you know, yeah, more to come. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, because we won a match, we've only got two questions. Yeah, no, no one, <laughs> no one cares when we win. They don't care. All they want is us moaning. Yeah, they just want to push buttons and see what we say. Um, two questions from James Drew. Which, if any of our current team would make our title winning 0203 team? Jeez, <laughs> none. No. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a bit too young to comment, unfortunately. All oh. right. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. Jeez. Yeah, well, it's not like us to be made to feel old on the podcast, is it? I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, yeah, Dave's replacement, unfortunately. I'm the, the other side of him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so what's your first successful era, Ed? Um, the the, the uh, Nottingham Forest playoff. Oh seven. Season. Okay um, then. So I was same yeah, question I mean, to you I, I, then. I wasn't a massive follower then, but I got I got on the bad wagon, let's say, and then <laughs> yeah, I, I so yeah, I, I didn't time it well really. I really got into it only when we were, I think the season we went down from League One was when I really got into it. So uh, yeah, it hasn't been too too yeah. good time for me, but wow, it's amazing, amazing you're still here. Like, yeah. <laughs> what have you got through? We've literally all we've been living off is past glories, and if yeah. you haven't got them, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was I was at Wembley for the playoff final against Brentford, so you know. we'll always have that. Um, the answer awesome. the answer is none, and, and yeah. I we all know my feelings on the likes of Josh Staunton and Charlie Wakefield and very good players, but it's none. <laughs> yeah, that was a team of football league players. That was a team of <laughs> League One players, not even football league players. Yeah. That was an outrageous team. Well, I mean, Ruben Reed's a League One player. Don't forget, he's oh, best back to goal striker. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need back to goal strikers then. Yeah, we don't really need them now. To be fair, front to goal strikers will do fine. Thanks very much if you're offering. And James's other question, which we might be able to go into a bit of detail about. Well, we won't really, but we'll be able to have a little chat about this. Um, a Glover's Cast Pod live before the Adam Stansfield Legends game. Question oh, mark. They all come <laughs> crawling back. They all want the live show now. I've been saying it for months, and now suddenly they want the live show. What do you want, Perkins? Do you want to do it? Do you want to do a live show? Yeah, well, if you and Dave 
well, come been, down to Hewish Park. Then we, we're working the logistics out. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll be able to make our way down. Yeah. For those who don't know, the uh, Legends game that was originally scheduled for the summer of 2020. Yeah. Is, summer that um, didn't happen. <clears throat> yeah, is uh, been scheduled for May the 14th. I think Saturday, May the 14th. Day before, the, yeah, day yeah. before the final day of the season. <clears throat> so that's before is the playoffs kick in. All gonna be very exciting and gonna be nice to see some old faces around Hewish Park and all in a good cause of the Adam Stansfield Foundation as well. So I'm not sure if it's too big of a dig, but can I say it's gonna be really good to see Hewish Park full or near full or close to full. Let's just hope that it. I'm going to say it deserves to be. It deserves to be full or close, close to damn full as possible. Um, yeah. Um, we'll 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 bring you all the details as and when we can um, regarding sort of players that are going to be there and doing bits and pieces. But if it's as good as the lineup that they advertised first time around, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they're going to have much trouble in filling that filling that stadium. Ed, you'll be able to go along and, and learn about some of these players that Ian and I waffle <laughs> on about. All time. right, all right. I know I'm young. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. No, looking forward to it. Do you reckon they find? My, do you reckon they found Michael McIntyre? I do not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a coup. <laughs> that would be. That would be. Uh, I, I think we should leave it there. <laughs> I think we should as well. Yeah. To be fair, but yes, we're we're very much looking forward to that. Um, I can't wait. I've put a couple of days off work to come down. Yay. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Ed. Much appreciated. Ah, pleasure, Cheers, mate. And Ben, I will talk to you later this week. Lovely. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.